0: Hello fellow travellers, welcome back to the Pilari Presents South Africa podcast which is a podcast that follows my tour of South Africa as a local and it particularly focuses on cultural heritage tourism in the country. In today's episode we are focusing on the Leidenberg heads at the Leidenberg Museum. But before we continue with today's topic I just want to make a disclaimer that um, I'm having technical issues, and so I'm using a different type of microphone. The microphone that I'm used to um, using is um, just decided not to not to show up. You know, for work, <laughs> it decided that today is not the day in which it will be recording. And so what I'm doing right now is that I am using my iPhone headsets as a microphone. And so if you notice that the sound quality of this episode is different from the others that I have previously uploaded, well, that's because I am... Going about this differently, I'm using different means of producing this episode. Another disclaimer that I want to address, oh yeah, um, or another disclaimer that I want to make is that uh, last week I mentioned that this week is travel week, the essay travel week. And yes, that is happening. And I went online and I saw a lot of deals, right? Um, but I also noticed that it seems like some companies are taking advantage of this. They are taking advantage of travelers who want to use this time to travel in a much more affordable way. So I had suspicions because, you know, I've before travel week essay, I generally do look at what other things I can do, and I note down their prices, and I noticed that there are certain companies that um pretend that they are giving half price when actually they are not the price that they're putting as the original price is not their actual original price. For example, there's a company that's making 50 Rand more during this travel week um, that than what it usually does or what it usually makes with its original price. Um, so I just want to caution you guys that as you're doing this, because we still have a few more days left, in this week, in this travel week, um, please just do a comparative study before you make a purchase or you make a deal. Just compare the original prices with the discounted prices. That means go directly to the website of the company that is providing, you know, a discount on ShortLift's website. But I trust that I have a a a smart group of listeners who, who are doing that, even though I haven't mentioned it in the previous episode, that there are uh, a great deal of listeners who are, um, making their own homework, their own research, and, and double checking the information that I provide. So, let's get into this week's, um... Topic, uh, which is the Leidenburg Heads at the Leidenburg Museum. So, um, the Leidenburg Museum is a small museum that is located in Leidenburg, which is a small town uh, that is in Mpumalanga. uh, Which, in English, could be said it is where the place, uh, the place where the sun rises, or the place of the rising sun. Right, that's what Mpumalanga means, and it is in the Etlanzeni region of the province of the Mpumalanga province. Another name that Leidenberg goes by is Mashishing. So, if you listen to this podcast and afterwards you're like, Oh, I want to go see um, these heads that Pilati's talking about, um, and then you decide to drive up to Leidenburg, but then when you are driving, you see road signs that write Mashishing instead of Leidenburg. Please note that you're not lost; you're still going to the correct place. It's just that the road signs do interchange between these two names. Um. So, yeah, the Leidenburg heads can be found at the Leidenburg Museum in. Mpumalanga in this town called Leidenburg slash Mashishi and how I came to know about the Leidenberg heads is that in December of 2019 I was moving out of my my apartment in Cape Town and I was moving back home right because I had done all of my uh master's classes i had nothing left for me or i had no reason to stay in cape town so i packed everything and i was moving back home and so me and my father decided to make a road trip out of this so instead of driving directly from cape town up to Gauteng, we decided to zigzag across the country and dis- and, and view so different attractions the country sorry that is a paper that fell off my lap uh, if you heard that (laughs) Um, so as we're traveling we decided to buy a map and um, so on this map this map tends to identify certain attractions that one can visit um, along certain routes and so One of these attractions was the Leidenberg heads I saw like a picture of these weird-looking heads on the map and then underneath wrote Leidenburg Leidenberg heads and then I turned to my father and I'm like, what are the Leidenburg heads? And he's like, I don't know So I continued being curious about the Leidenberg heads and then finally earlier this year around May the 2nd of May, um, I, I, I I looked up what is the Leidenberg Heads and I made this whole discovery about what it is. And so I decided that I'm going to go and view the Leidenberg Heads. So it was a solo trip that I did earlier in May. I did it after um, attending a wedding, a family wedding in Limpopo. So instead of going immediately back home after the wedding, I decided, you know what, let me take the other way and um, go to Leidenburg before I go home, uh, considering that the board, the road signs, were saying um, that Leidenburg is 150 kilometers away from where I am. However, it was not an impulsive decision. I really had thought it out. Um, it's just that it was a, a, a decision that I made at short notice, uh, but I had planned my itinerary, I'd had, I had identified the accommodation that I was gonna live, that that I was gonna, that I was gonna sleep at during this visit. Um, so I had my ducks in the row, in, in, in a row before I went. Another thing to mention is that this was my first overnight solo um, uh, trip I had done a solo trip a couple in Cape Town um, it's just that I would come back to Cape Town at the end of the day and still sleep at, in my own bed right so I wouldn't sleep far away I'd make journeys the longest that I'd made was one to a destination 170 kilometers away from Cape Town and I still managed to come back My apartment and sleep in my bed, however, with the Leidenberg, I decided that you know what, I'm just gonna sleep at Leidenburg. Okay, cool. So, um, one of the things that I did when I got to Leidenberg was to visit the Leidenberg Museum to go see the Leidenburg heads, and so let's start with the Leidenburg Museum what is it what is it about so as I mentioned the Leidenburg Museum is in Leidenburg which is a very small town right it doesn't take long to drive through uh, Leidenburg um and uh, this is a small museum the Leidenburg museum is a very small museum very um it's not fancy so do not expect a fancy museum when you when you go there it's very simple, very basic, um, but still interesting nonetheless, right? Don't let that those those simple that simple description of museum deter you from going to visit um the museum. And this museum is dedicated to displaying the cultural history and human heritage of the Leidenburg area. It is also situated at the entrance of the Gustav Klingblay Reserve. I hope I said that correctly. Um, And in this reserve, you can go mountain biking, you can go hiking, you can go view some wildlife. And there are also um, ancient beddy remains that exist in there. So when you do go visit the Leidenberg Museum, you can... Combine that visit with um, a a tour of this reserve that I'm struggling to (laughs) pronounce. So I'm not going to try again to pronounce it. Um, And um, the entrance at the museum is free. However, the entrance to the reserve is, you do not pay any m- no more than 30 rand. I can't say exactly what the amount is because I didn't go. I didn't know about this reserve before I arrived. So I just uh, went straight for the museum. And I was shocked to find out that it's free. <laughs> I was so excited when I learned that um, it's free to 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 go into the Leidenberg Museum and, and view... Uh, these heads. So, what are the Leidenberg heads? Ah, I'm so excited to be talking about the Leidenberg heads. Um, the Leidenberg heads are a, a number of heads that were made out of pottery, that are made out of clay, right? So, these are heads that have humanoid features, right? Some look, one of them has like this face that looks like it's a it's a human face and one of them it, it it has like this bizarre look that is between a human and an animal it looks like a human with an animal's snout right so they are very bizarre looking heads and um they are very ancient these heads date back to the early iron age um era and this would be around uh 400 490 AD and 500 AD so these heads are over 1500 years old what <laughs> what yes so they are very they are very very um old and what makes these heads significant is that they represent the earliest artwork in the Southern Hemisphere, right? So in, the, in, in Southern Africa, these as, these heads are the first evidence of art, of sculpture in, in the region. So that's, what, that's why these heads are so important. They show the artistry that these ancient people had back then and it's very good right it's very good these to see these heads to see these people's creativity it's very impressive um and these heads um they look broken they have been assembled back together but if you do walk around the heads uh and the the enclosure in which they have been put in um you will see that there certain parts of the heads that are missing so that's how old they are they even have missing parts um, and the heads that are display displayed at uh, the Leidenburg Museum is three out of the seven heads that were found so the fa- the heads that were found was seven in total and they were found by a a young boy whilst he was playing on his father's farm, not far away from from the from Leidenburg. Um, so yeah, these are the ones. The rest of the heads, well, all of the heads are 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 put in at Cape Town, right? The ones that are at uh, Leiden Book Museum are copies. They they're not the original ones. They're just copies of the originals. The, ri- the original ones have been um stored at and, and displayed at Iziko um South African Museum, right? It's one of those museums in Cape Town, uh, around the God. Gar- what, what what is it called? The um, what is it called? The Garden. Why all of a sudden is this name eluding me? The Cape Gardens, yes, if I remember correctly. Yes, the Cape Gardens. So th- the Cape Gardens is an area that has a number of museums that host a variety of things, right? Each museum has its own theme. And one of these museums is the Iziko South African um, Museum. So... If you are in Cape Town and you are listening to this from Cape Town and you're like, I want to see the Leidenberg heads, but Leidenberg is so far, well, you have the original right next to you, not far away from you. So you can just go to a Iziko museum and um and and view the original how lucky are you but if you are in the northern part of the country well your best option is to go to the Leidenberg Museum to view these heads so it is believed that these heads were used um during rituals ritual ceremonies and used by the early iron age people um uh, uh during ceremonies such as the assumption is such as ceremonies such as initiation yeah used during initiation schools or used as um, as a uh, 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 as objects to to um, for for performance or educational storytelling, which is one of the same thing because you know some rituals, right in, 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 in African culture still use performance and art right to 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 execute that ritual right I hope that makes sense. So um it is suspected that during these ceremonies these these heads were either used as masks or some were Tied to posts, you know, for decorative purposes. So, this is the significance of the Leidenberg heads. They show us the artistry of the early Iron Age people and they show us that rituals are something that date very far in, in human evolution. It's not just a recent thing or uh, a, a thing that was developed a couple of centuries ago that this is something that dates back back to the first millennium right so often we talk about early iron age later iron age so what does it mean that when we say these were early Iron Age people. So in the previous episode, I did talk about the Iron Age a bit in depth. So if you want that detailed discussion about the Iron Age, um, you can go back to the Mapungubwe episode, part one, and you can l- listen to um, that, that information that I provide on the Iron Age. However, I do not make this distinct, or I did not distinguish between the early Iron Age and the later Iron Age. This is what I'm going to do right now. So the early Iron Age, when people say early Iron Age, this refers to the first people who brought the Iron Age to the southern region of Africa. That's what it means, the people who first came with this. So these are the people who were migrating from Central West Africa, which would be around the Niger, Congo, and Cameroon area, and these people were migrating south, right, to now Southern Africa, and in our case, South Africa. And these people were not as developed as, for example, the Mapungwe people. These people also uh, still used Stone Age tools, right? So uh, you could say that these are the people who are transitioning between the Stone Age to the Iron Age. So that's what we mean um, about the Early Iron Age people. And they were not rich people in terms of materialistic Things and they were still a migrating group of people, um, whereas with the later Iron Age, these are settled Iron Age communities. You know, these are communities that have now formed into into bigger systems, more powerful and more settled systems. Right, like Mapungubwe, and um, they they are they have grown right they have become empires whereas the early iron age people they were much more smaller groups and yeah they were just different small communities of of these groups of people so that's what we mean by the iron by the early iron age and 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 these are the people that we re- are referring to when we talk about the artistry that um, the Leidenberg heads show that these people used to possess, right? So that is it. So I mentioned that you can find uh, the the original heads at the South African museum the ezeko south african museum and i just want to discuss the fees if you do decide to go and visit or see these heads at the south african museum um the for adults it is 30 rand but if you're a student with a valid student card you can pay half price and you pay 15 rand and pensioners also pay half price but do bring your id as a pensioner so that they can give you that half price but even much more better than that on fridays if you're a student or pensioner you enter for free right and that's what i used to do when i was in cape town i used to just i i used to designate fridays as my mu- museum tour day right? So after tutoring, after doing my own academic work, I would uh, go spend the rest of the Friday visiting a museum and learning about the history and the heritage of this country. So if you are in the Cape Town area and you want to see these heads you're welcome. It's very affordable. If you're a student, it's free. If you're a pensioner, it is free. And operating hours are Monday through to Sunday from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Isn't that amazing that you have this access every day, all week? Um, and these loans, however, though they are displayed by the Ezekiel South African museum. They actually belong to UCT. Uh, UCT has loaned them to the to to the Iziko museum. And um, how did UCT get the rights of these heads when they were actually found in Leidenburg? Why does the Leidenburg local government not have the rights to this pl- to these um? To their own heritage. Well this is because the boy who found it. Uh, he eventually went on to go study at the archaeological department of UCT. And when he was there he eventually gave his discovery to the university. And that's how UCT eventually gained this these ownership rights over this head. And that's the story behind it. Other exhibitions that you can find at the Leidenburg Museum. So the Leidenburg Heads is the main museum. So when you enter the museum at Leidenburg, it's the first thing that you're going to see. And it's a beautiful exhibition. Uh, it's very beautiful. <laughs> you have to see it for yourself. Very informative. It does also trace... This migration that I was talking about and also trace this evolution from the Stone Age to the Iron Age so if you do go please do engage with that text that has been put up on the wall do not just view the heads and then get out Uh, there's more information and you just have to walk around and read and there is, there's even much more to the museum than just um, the heads, the Leidenberg heads. There are more exhibitions that you're going to engage with. And these include Bedi and Africana cultural items. Um, I was very impressed with this museum because it does a good job of really balancing these two cultures that dominated these this area or you could say still dominate this area that is Leidenberg because usually when you visit uh museums the culture that is prioritized or the culture that is dominant is a very European one or one of a European um origin right whereas here There was a very good balance of the Bedi culture and the Africana culture. and So as you walk through the museum, you're going to see different cultural items um, that that give you an idea of each culture. And items such as uh, objects that have to do with medicine, objects that have to do with food, objects that have to do with clothes. Jewelry, um, farming tools, sports, so there's a lot that is offered there about the history of these two cultures and it's very well balanced. Another thing that I was impressed by, the Leidenburg Museum, is, you know, for the first time, I finally learned about my own culture. Right, so for me, there was this void <laughs> in 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 my in my own knowledge about my history that my own parents could not fill, or my own father could not fill, because my father is the baby in the in the family, and in African culture, it is said that a child takes on their father's culture regardless of what their mother is. Um, so. My father is Betty and that's the culture that I identify with mainly. Uh I do identify with other culture and recognize that they are part of me. But the dominant one I I I I, I identify with is Betty. If somebody asks me what I am, I'm just gonna simply say that I am Betty, right? I'm not gonna complicate the answer by saying, Oh yeah, there's i my mother is Sutu, but i grew up with around kosa people i also have kosa family relatives zulu it's just gonna complicate the answer so i identify as pedi however i do not have you know uh, uh in-depth knowledge about my pedi heritage like what where it started what were the politics of that how are the groups of people, you know, that lived in ancient times. What was the Bedi culture like back then? So um, to get to this museum and learn that history, wow, I was so impressed. I walked away very, very impressed learning about the rise and fall of, of the Bedi kingdom right? That's another thing that you're going to learn when you get there. And I also finally understood, you know, who Khoshi Hosh- Mampuru was. That's one figure that I knew of. And the only reason I knew of him is that I used to live at um Mampuru Correctional Services. So there is a residential area as much as it is a prison it's the Pretoria central prison um, and as much there is a pri- as much as there is prisons juvenile prison prisons maximum security prison female prisons and prisoners can you know walk through the estate especially those ones who are close to being reintegrated back into society they work the pools they work the tennis courts the 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 restaurant that exists in the in the estate the cafe uh the parks the rugby fields it's a very it's literally a a city within or a town within a bigger city and so i used to live there because my my mom is a correctional officer right she works for the department for the correctional services And so, yeah, I knew about Hoshimaburu. I knew that the reason why that place was named Hoshimaburu is because he was the first African person to be executed at the gallows, to be hanged, right, at that place. Because that's what the prison is known for. It's it's known for, especially during apartheid, it's known for being the place where people were executed, where... Um, activists and political fighters or uh, leaders were executed right so it was so interesting to finally have that information much more elaborated on right and that's another thing that I want to make note of It, it, it 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 made me realize how you know how do I say this? <laughs> it made me not take for granted, you know, the things that are around me, you know, take for granted my country, take for granted for granted the city that I'm in. Um, because you don't know, you know, you never know that how significant this place is that you that that you're that that you're existing in you never know until you go out of your way to learn more about it i'm just learning as i'm growing how much literally i've been living under the shadow of history Like here i'm talking about the fact that i grew as i lived most of my childhood uh, at koshimampuru correctional services Right, and so much happened there, and I only realized it after I left. Right, I did realize some things while I was still there, but how significant that place is, and the people that have moved through that place in history it's only now that I'm learning it and that makes me much more appreciate where I am and not take for granted, you know, things that are around the corner. And with that, I just want to encourage you guys to really take notice of where you are and, you know, engaging with your art heritage, your culture. It doesn't have to be something that you do uh, in another part of the country or in another country. It can be something that you do just in your backyard, right? Like, literally, this history was in my backyard. I learned later on that there's a gallows museum. I still don't have the courage to go. (laughs) Because I've since learned about so many people that have been executed there that I have some kind of attachment to them. But, yeah, I've just learned about these things later on and now i'm just like ah i wish i knew more while i was still there not that i'll never go and visit i will um but i think wouldn't it have been much more nice had i just known it while i was there and taken advantage of that moment uh in my lifetime of being there so with that guys i just want to encourage you guys to really open your eyes be alert of what's around you Cultural heritage tourism is not something that is far away from you. It's something that is around you, all over you. So if you are interested in seeing the Leidenberg Heads, in knowing more about the Leidenberg Heads, do go visit the Leidenberg Museum at Mashishing. Or do go visit... In Cape Town, if you're in the Cape Town area, this history is available around the country if you have an interest in it. And until next time, I will talk to you next week. Keep good and make good choices and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.